fuck, I open it. Um, <laughs> and welcome back. Hello, and welcome back to episode nine of You Meet in a Tavern for Ven- Presents Voids. I'm your Pokemon game wizard, Kirk, with the regular crew, Tins. You've got the recap. Go ahead. Off Let's to a rock getting start. So we uh, a couple episodes ago we figured out that this power plant's a jail. Uh, we went to jail. We met uh, one of Jimmy's old buddies. His name was, help me out here. Astor. Astor. Um, I tried to play it cool and wink at him and tell him, you know, our, our cover story or whatever. Um, Joe told him that we were breaking <laughs> into the power plant. June told her told him we were breaking into the power plant. So luckily he's cool. I knew he was cool. Whatever. Um we decided to try to steal um, one of the guards' uniforms. Uh, I went up on a mountain, used confusion on him to knock him out, but he called it in before I before he passed out. So another guard came. I sent Timber down. Timber rolled like through fourteen sevens in a row. Couldn't pull him out of the way in time. So the guard coming down the hill to check on the other guy saw him ran around to the uh, camp where we waited in ambush um, mostly hid behind a rock however Mortimer for reasons which remain unclear <laughs> stripped naked and like stood in front of a tent which uh, distracted the guard and Timber tried to knock him out didn't succeed Timber and Machop tried to knock him out didn't succeed, but we did quickly subdue him. And then June, finally being cool, told him, <laughs> uh, extorted him into calling off the uh, the backup. And now, so now we have two guard uniforms, and no real plan on what two to do. Two unconscious guards. <laughs> So, so we were talking a little bit yeah. before the recording. That seems fair enough. So you got two unconscious guards at this point in time. Um, let's go ahead and level up your trainers. Uh, although the Pokemon didn't do as expertly as maybe we would have hoped in any of the ventures you guys sent them on. Uh, I do think there's some merit in, uh, you know, leveling up the trainers for how much uh, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon-ing pokemon directing you guys did so let's do that joe i feel like you're fastest on the buttons here since you're more familiar with the game so we'll start with you while uh, brian and tins figure out their level three stuff can we just can we just do a quick or joe might be about to do this quick quick recap of what i even what level three does do when i level up level three is super easy on this for trainers you basically just roll your hit dice and add your con and add that to your maximum hp just like uh you would in normal D&D. And then in Pokemon 5e, you also get to now control Pokemon of species rating 5 or higher. Previously, it was 2. Now it's 5. That's it. Um, so, so fairly easy. So let's add some HP to our character sheets. And uh, Brian, Achu will actually definitely listen to you now. Do we Do we video game style get full health when we level up? Or am I still a little bit hurt? You're still a little bit hurt. Okay. There you go. I don't think I got hurt. I rolled a six. I get a plus one to con, so I'm at 22 max. I rolled a seven. I get a plus three, so I'm at 21. Wait a second. I rolled a five plus one, so I'm at 21. 
How am I at 22 and you're at 21 and you get plus three? I don't know. Did you roll real badly in second level? I think so. Yeah, you might have. I get plus one and I'm at 21. It's fine. We're all around the same. It's all good. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, If you guys are good with it, I'm good with it. So, um... Somebody, somebody keep me honest here. You have the one guard um, who is knocked out in the middle of the camp, kind of near the campfire where, like, the stew or whatever is being made. And then one knocked out in the tent where uh, Morty stripped down and just slinging dick outside of. Um, <laughs> to be so, fair, the, Morty's plan worked. It distracted him wholeheartedly. I cannot help that Timber failed. Look, you leveled up. Not <laughs> what else do you want me to give, give you? You leveled up. Like, I don't uh, know what else to tell you. If I recall correctly, you told us that we fucked it up by attacking him. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I was going to make a so, friend. Okay, that was the plan. Got it. I cool. was going to make a friend. <laughs> um, so that's where we're at. I believe uh, last episode, Astor mentioned that um, the night shift was coming on in a couple hours. Uh, before all the ruckus with the uh, the guards came about. So we'll say we're now an hour out. And you guys can do within that hour what you want. Whenever you're ready to go um, to the power plant itself, you guys can either coordinate that with the shift change or not completely up to you guys. But that's where we're at. Talk to me. Okay, so the task at hand... Currently, my foot is on the guard's chest and kind of looking down. He's unconscious. Morty's behind me naked. June whips around instantly. (laughs) Morty, why are you naked? I've been waiting three weeks to ask this question. Has it really been three weeks since we recorded? (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Um, Hold on. I, um, I, what do you mean? It was the perfect distraction. I clearly gave you all an uh, opportunity to uh, enact whatever your plan was. Uh, so you're welcome. Uh-huh. Okay, sure. That makes sense to me. Yeah, June has her <laughs> hand out, kind of blocking his region, and she just says, well, kindly put some clothes back on, please. I, um, I, I mean, okay, I, nothing to be ashamed of here. And Morty just starts putting his clothes back on because apparently people are uncomfortable around naked old men. <laughs> they never have ne- you never been to the Y? I don't understand. <laughs> June looks up to Jimmy. Jimmy, we got two unconscious guards. What are we gonna do? What are the prisoners around us doing? Well, so that's what <laughs> reacting Jimmy, to all this. Jimmy uh, waves Aster over, assuming he's. Yeah, Astor, Astor is still kind of in the middle. He obviously didn't get in the mix, but he was he's a witness to all this. Some of the prisoners went back with, inside kind of like their little shanty tents. Other ones are kind of like laughing and like elbowing each other because you guys just messed up a guard uh, or, or, excuse me, or two of the military police uh, individuals. So um, Astor walks over and he's part of the, the crew, that ju- crew that just has a huge grimace on his face and he is just elated uh, that you guys just dispatched to to uh, ass clowns so he's sauntering over (laughs) and slaps you on the back with a hearty laugh and he says all right buddy have i still got it or have i still got it (laughs) claps him on the back i don't know what any of this was but you never (laughs) had any of this before so good for you (laughs) so here's my question you guys have been in and out of the jail a million times in and out of the power plant whatever you want to call it we got two guards uniforms what do we 
what what do we need to know to get in the door? What are we going to encounter if we walk in with you guys dressed as guards? What are we going to encounter? Or is there a better way to get in? Based uh, on what you know. Based on what I know, it usually the only time I go down there is part of the uh, the shift change, um, and it's the shift change is when there's the most military police out on in front of the power plant. They're directing us, they're ushering us up the hill, back down the hill, and kind of doing a quick count of everybody. So, uh, I mean, if you guys got the uniforms. I would say it might be better to go in before the shift change because there's just going to be less eyes on you to have to uh, less eyes on you to have to deceive. What's the what's the terrain right around the entrance look like? It's it's a large concrete landing pad. It's it's pretty wide open, built into the cliff face. It's just a, it's a wide open space. There's not any rugged terrain there, so we can't get close without being seen. No. Once you peel the corner of the of the concrete strip, that like J hook where you guys came up, where you came up with uh, with the guard that you pulled him up. Once you peel that corner, it's pretty wide open. Let me ask you this: How would you feel about causing a ruckus when you guys are going in? My guy, I love causing a ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how far, when you said peel the corner, we're in sight, how far is that corner from the door? Uh, we're waiting around the corner for you to cause a ruckus, and we're going to walk in and, and, and pretend we own the place. 50 yards. 50 yards. <laughs> we could get spotted in 50 yards. June throws her rifle down, and she says, Listen, two, two uniforms, we've been over this, Jimmy. I'm going in as a prisoner. I'll help Aster here out. Uh, we'll create the distraction you need to get in and blend in. I'll take care of my job. You take care of yours. Okay, Morty. Morty, are you done yet? I, uh, I, I'm just listening, and what is, what is Mortimer's role in your, um, your plan? Because well, I, uh, I, I really don't think that I will fit in as a god. Well... Maybe you will. I don't know. What do you? What do you get? What do you? What do you think, Morty? I I think I would better be suited uh, for the role that June is uh, intending to play of the prisoner, and that she might be better suited as a god. Well, we have men's uniforms. Aster Aster's looking looking at all three of you, and he's just kind of watching this conversation unfold, and he uh, he just kind of leans in. He's like, uh, "Listen, old man, like." There, there are some, I mean, not as old as you, but there's like older looking guards. <laughs> I mean, I don't, and he, he just kind of fades back. Like, like, he's like, I don't like, I don't kind of like, I don't see it being an issue, but it's your fucking I, shit. I like, mean, I, 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 I'm just here to uh, help that plan uh, succeed. And if you wish me to be a God, that's what I will. Um, I will take on that role. Let's, let's do it, buddy. You'll be a natural. All right. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's plenty of rags. Mortimer, here. Mortimer can... instantly starts stripping again <laughs> and, and putting on and goes uh, and gets the guard uniform morning. to put on the guard uniform. <laughs> uh, Aster uh, walks over to one of the tents and he kind of whips the, the flat back and he whistles in. It's one of the larger tents. And um, two very <laughs> large, like, rotund but also huge like offensive lineman sized uh individuals walk out and he goes 
I'm gonna need you to take care of two bodies for me. And then he just sends one towards the tent and one towards the middle of the camp. Well, it's that very, solves that problem. Jimmy, Jimmy goes, very, uh, I'm not sure those guys are dead, but hey, very, what do he I says know? It, he says it very calmly <laughs> as if it might have, like, something like this may have happened before. Like, there's no question about what needs to happen, and one heads towards the tent, and one goes towards the center. Um, and, you know, the, the one going to the center will default to, I guess, Jimmy. You're in the middle, so he'll go to Jimmy, and, like, I don't know if you're taking the clothes off or whatever, but he's essentially waiting for you to do what you need to with this body because he's about to scoop it up and, and carry it away. I, I guess I, I take the clothes off. Okay. Clothes are off. Uh, guys in his underwear. The dude hoists him up very easily on top of his shoulder uh, and starts walking him up to the higher level of the, the bi-level shanty town. Uh, and shortly after, uh, Mortimer, I presume you're putting on the guard unit or the MP uniform. Uh, you see the other one get carried off the tent up to the second floor of the shanty t- or is the second tier of the shanty town. Um, are you guys grabbing the firearms? Yeah. So June again, to recap, you know, you can't shoot them. However, you can carry them and cover the grip up. So, you know, there's no, uh, sign of it. Maybe not matching your palm prints. Well, Jimmy's not planning on killing anybody. That guy killed someone. <laughs> just now <laughs> alright well so we're all dressed up what else do we need to know about the inside I think we just figure it out when we get in there Probably June's just gonna try to I guess we're gonna uh, kind of wait till the shift starts and June is going to fit herself in line next to some of the bigger people bigger uh prisoners just to kind of blend in just walk with her head hang hanging low wherever uh, she needs to go and june is definitely making sure her watch is concealed or if not at least like taking it off and shoving it underneath the kind of like stretchy part of her pants or whatever she can to keep all that stuff hidden and her two pokeballs um so you're going in as a prisoner right Correct. Um, so Aster sees you like take off your watch and he just pulls like a, a reasonably clean handkerchief out of his pocket. And he says, you know, if you want to wrap this around your wrist so you can leave it on, by all means, I'm not going to need it. And he flips you this handkerchief um, that so, to give you an option to conceal it, but, but also keep it on. Okay, sweet. Yeah, she keeps it on. She says, thanks, Aster. I appreciate that. And she makes sure that the handkerchief around her neck is also pulled up above where a prisoner's collar might be very, very well suited. Uh, Aster, uh, looks over at Jimmy and he goes, uh, Jimmy, what kind of, what kind of ruckus we think in here, bud? Well, I, I would never think to, uh, impose upon a master such as yourself, but, uh, the plan is for us to walk in without any, uh, inquisitive gentleman at the entrance Noticing that we are not, in fact, uh, his colleagues. So, whatever, whatever you think uh, might get uh, get a guardhouse man or whoever's doing roll call or whatever, uh, you know, distracted. A fight would seem to do it to me. Certainly, don't want anyone getting hurt. Certainly, none of the good guys, such as ourselves. He thinks for a second. And he goes, <laughs> slaps you on the shoulder. 
I'll get him with that uh, with the with the old saffron shuffle. You remember that, Jimmy? The saffron shuffle. Do I ever? <laughs> and he just <laughs> and he go and he walks and he just starts barking into all the different tents. Uh, you don't really hear what he's saying, but the energy of just excitement of people is just ramping up. It's just like eh, an, a reasonable opportunity to get in a get in the mix with some uh, with some of the MPs is kind of jostling everybody's uh, getting everybody's blood boiling a little bit. And um, he uh, he comes back to you, and you just see a large group of people following him. But you also see like a contingency of about seven people that are start kind of going up the mountain where you were, kind of parading, not parading through the mountain, but uh, navigating the mountainside, kind of almost creating like a loop back towards uh, the entrance of where the power plant would be. They're just kind of losing themselves in the mountains. And uh, he goes... Conspiratorially, like, as part of the plan. At, right? Yes, like, Got you, it. You, guys, you guys just see seven people break off. You don't know why, but it's clearly something they've done before or some direction that was given. And he uh, uh, he walks by with another just hearty slap on the back. He goes, I'm going to need about five. I think you'll know when the ruckus starts. And <laughs> and him and the group of people, he checks his watch. He goes, we got about ten till shift change. And he he starts moving that way uh, towards down the ramp uh, and around the bend. Dune's following the Astor group. Okay. Um, or like where within the group? I'll let you like. And, Astor- and when you say the Astor group is headed like normally, correct? Not, and, and then there's yeah. the insurgent. The Taliban is up in the mountains or whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, June's gonna. She's just like three people deep, as close to the middle as she can be. Maybe between a couple bigger people, like I said before, just to kind of either blend in or sneak in in a big gaggle of. Prisoners or what have you. Um, so you guys are following along. Uh, Morty and uh, Jimmy, are, are you hanging back kind of like around the corner, you said? That was your plan? Yeah, hanging back. Yeah, whenever they get to whatever this corner right before the, uh, you know, the party is, we want to stay around the corner out of sight, basically. Okay. So, um... I'm just going to read you just kind of like the description out front of now that you guys are all kind of in view of what's in front of the power plant here. So the concrete road bends and the rocky surface of the mountain around the rocky surface of the mountain, opening up to a large area where there are shipping containers, a helipad uh, and a few MPs moving about. The power plant's entrance protrudes from the side of the mountain. The majority of the building is hidden in the mountain. Some distance away, massive towers hoist up power lines that emerge from underground in the middle of the mountain, going back towards the mainland. Aster starts yelling at uh, at one of the MPs, just not not even words, just ah, kind of like barking at him. The uh, the few MPs that are milling about kind of whirl around, and one of them starts walking forward he goes, and and says, uh, "You're five minutes early for shift change." Aster looks over his shoulder and he 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 uh he kind of gives like a wink back to the group behind him. Because you know, ugh, we don't really feel like working today. And he puts both fingers up into his mouth and lets out just an incredibly loud booming whistle. 
from above in the mountains, you just see large rocks start tumbling down the mountain towards the the open concrete area as these boulders are of different sizes are crashing, some menial, some not, but just causing a stir. And the MP start letting their, now they're getting caught up in the mountains, they're looking up in the mountains, aim, uh, squaring up their weapons. And as soon as the majority of the attention is focused back up the mountain where all these rocks, kind of this rock slide has started, Aster takes off running and slips out of his sleeve just like an iron bar that kind of looks like a, of like a cauldron, like a, a the handle on a cauldron, as if it had been pried off, kind of like bent in half to kind of give it some a little bit more weight. <laughs> he just slips that out of his sleeve, and the first MP he comes up to, he just cracks him on the side of the head. And it's just like a Spartan free-for-all. All the other prisoners roll past him, and you just hear this very, very loud, loud alarm with an automated message start booming as uh, the, the day crew begins to leave the power plant. <laughs> All night shift must check in. All night shift must check in. And now there's prisoners coming out. Some are shocked. Some are jumping into the fray. They're like, fuck these guys. And it's just a melee. A complete melee has broken out out in front of the entrance of this power plant. Meanwhile, the boulder's still rolling down the hill, clipping prisoners and, and MPs alike. And it is just the the ruckus of uh, that you probably would have imagined, Jimmy. <laughs> Can I assume Jimmy saw this? Like he's oh, like, he's like poked around the corner, like looking to see what happened. If the noise didn't get your attention, the sudden alarm and not knowing what that means, but just like hearing an automated message of a shift change. Once you look around the corner and you see some prisoners coming out, some prisoners going in, or, or some prisoners kind of getting in the fray of a fight uh that's a very clear indication that it, it's probably time to time to move or at least yeah. make make your move <laughs> well i just meant jimmy jimmy turns to mortimer and he's like i did ask for a ruckus um <laughs> I, we're, gonna, I, we're up pal i uh i worry about june's safety being in the middle of that ruckus ah she'll be fine she's fit let's do it and we start and jimmy starts strolling up with a with a purpose Okay, I'm gonna uh, cut you hand. off. I'm gonna cut you off right there. We're gonna jump to June. June, you are in this fucking mix right now. You yeah, are. June is. June you is. Are uh, in it. You know, June is rushing forward. Chaos. He, she turns to Astor as he just clocks this MP, and she says, "Jesus, I thought we were just causing a ruckus, not a whole riot." And she runs forward. She leaps over an MP that just got smashed by a boulder. She sees another one on the ground and just kind of kicks him in the face. Just. Just to try to get a little bit of a revenge from uh, from her time dealing with MPs back in her hometown, and she rushes for the door that all the other prisoners are are headed in as fast as she can. So as you're kind of darting in, a large boulder kind of bounces and goes right over your head and hits an MP that was kind of just trying to grab at your uh, grab at your at your neckerchief or your back to kind of drag you. He, they. He, they get clipped out of the way. Prisoners again running out. A couple of them are like, "Let's fucking go!" And they're just, <laughs> they just hoof it out. They're all for it. Other ones are kind of like, maybe the day shift is the skittish shift. So some of them are kind of like retreating back inside the power plant. And you are able to weave your way through. Some of the prisoners see you, don't like react to you, but clearly don't recognize you. So. Mm-hmm. 
they, they don't say anything. They just kind of let you go by, but you, you brought a little bit to their attention. They kind of like thumb back and forth, but they don't follow you. Uh, you've broken the, uh, the plane of the power plant's entrance. Okay. Um, where do you, like, you're right inside the entrance. It's kind of like, I'll describe what it looks like in a moment, but yeah. are you going to sit tight with some prisoners? Are you going to try and like tuck yourself away into a corner or no, what's I would like, like right to try to, so you said there were a lot of prisoners kind of like reporting for the shift, the kind of scared, timid looking ones that are just going to work. They didn't want to fight. They're just going to yeah. start their oh, shift. Going both ways. Some people trying to start their shift. Only yeah. a couple timid ones trying to start their shift. Most of the ones are the people that are leaving because uh, their shift ended and are just like, I don't I don't want a part of that. So okay. they're kind of like tucking themselves inside uh, the doors of the power plant. Um, okay, so in that case, I think what I want to do is try to actually infiltrate the power plant um, in a ruse to be like, there was a lot of stuff going on. I don't know. I was just trying to get out of it, but... Is there any open doors that guards left or maybe not a place that prisoners would normally go, but a way to kind of sneak in into the plant? So we'll say it's a large set of iron doors of the front doors that you were kind of already open that you burst through. And there's mm -hmm. another smaller set of wooden doors kind of to create kind of a landing. Uh, what do we want to say? Like a foyer, if you will, to the power mm -hmm. plant. Um, and that's kind of where the, um, the prisoners that our timid will say are kind of stashing out um, past those doors. You can kind of see through the viewing windows. Uh, there's not a lot of doors to be seen. There's large square objects kind of all over the room, but that, that's, that's all you can kind of see from your vantage point. Okay. So I want to rush to where the prisoners are not coming out of the other, the main entrance. I want to try to get into a place that's not, you know, locked behind. I'm not going to the prisoner entrance. I'm going to maybe where I saw some guards leave from. So maybe those iron doors and try to just sneak in and find a place to kind of huddle down for just a few seconds to get my bearings straight. Okay, so you'll you'll push through the next set of doors past. So now you're the prisoners are kind of like, like I said, in that waiting area, we'll call it. Uh, you're in the next set of doors. It's fairly dimly lit with just kind of uh, some some lighting kind of all around this enormous room uh, with large rectangles. And the corners aren't super well lit because that's not where the work happens. Um, and we'll say the door is offset almost to the back of this room. So you have a corner about 15 feet to your right that you could probably weasel into and with a, a, a kind of a, a decent uh we'll say stealth check be able to make yourself uh especially with all the chaos going on uh, uh unnoticeable okay i want to do that for sure try to sneak in wait it out see what uh see if i could just you know wait a few minutes and see if things calm down and i can kind of find a way to finagle myself in there uh without being with all the prisoners all right so stealth that's a 15. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good enough. So you make it to the corner and give me a perception check, please. Perception. That's higher. Perception is plus five. 15 again. 10 plus five. So uh, I'm going to say this perception check was kind of for a quick scan for those other doors, maybe where the guards might be going in or other prisoner doors. or. Mm -hmm. But all you really see as in a way into this huge room is the set of double doors you just came through. So, um, okay. most likely, um, 
you know, the main flow of traffic is going to be through those doors. You don't see anywhere else on this floor uh, where there could be people coming in. Okay. So cool. do I see doors going further into the power plant? Uh, you are this, this, you are in the, the, the belly of the power plant right okay. now. Okay, yep. sweet. Then uh, again, right. we'll, we'll jump back into maybe some more description. But for now, Tins and uh, uh, Jimmy and Mortimer, you guys are making your move in the MP uh, uniforms and chaos is broken out. Okay, so we're walking up with a purpose. I'm going to say, or Jimmy's walking up with a purpose. I can't say what Were we able to perceive, I guess maybe a perception check, were we able to see where June went? Uh, yeah, give me a roll. Give me a roll. I mean, you guys have already turned the corner. You're walking with a purpose. Uh kind of timing wise that might have worked out i got a nine okay. 16 uh so jimmy you see you see june uh right at the last second before that boulder bounces over her from the mountain and crushes the mp behind her that was kind of chasing after her. you see her shoot through the doors and that's kind of the only glimpse of june that you get okay so i just i know she's inside basically yeah. you, you know she's through that main set of doors okay um, all right. Well, we're. I, I'm going to say Jimmy is kind of walking, walk jogging with his gun in his hand as if he is a guard coming upon a riot. Um, and he, does he see Aster as he's walking up, like where he's at? We'll say Aster is on the 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 nearest lane. Uh, we'll say he's on the outer rim of this chaos. Uh, nearest to wherever you want to walk so if you've got something to say to him you've got the opportunity well so what jimmy's gonna do is he walks up and i assume aster's kind of into with some guards he's the leader he's a badass jimmy walks up and he he grabs him by the shoulder he turns around he goes you prisoner scum and then very gently but theatrically hits him in the belly with his uh with his rifle um he just like like you decimated him in the stomach (laughs) and like his arm kind of like falls onto your shoulder and he kind of pretends to be like out of breath and he leans in he goes I have no idea why they call it a shuffle and and, and he just fades back and just crushes the next closest MP with uh, that makeshift iron weapon he, he, he fabricated for himself Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy <laughs> turns to the guard, and he's and he he kind of he's kind of like not showing his face. He's looking away. He's like, "I'm gonna, we're going for reinforcements." And then he walks towards the door. And as he's walking away, he goes, "I don't know what it has to do with saffron either." <laughs> Isn't that what we called the poker game, the saffron shuffle? I think so. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, it's just, a city in this mythos. I forgot that. I'm just trying to give us more reoccurring jokes that make no sense. <laughs> I love that. We'll call so many things the chef front shuffle in this game. Hey everybody, this is Joe, you're June. Thank you for listening to episode nine of You Meet in a Tavern Presents Void. I hope everyone is staying safe and well at home or wherever they are uh, away from this virus. Um, 
I just want to hop in here in the middle in this mid-roll and tell you a couple things. Uh, number one, I want to make a push again for ratings and reviews via iTunes um, and other sites like uh, Stitcher and wherever else takes reviews. Um, the more ratings and reviews that we get, the higher up in the ranks we go and the easier it is for people to find us if they're just searching for D&D, Pokemon, actual play, uh, any type of podcast. They use those search codes. Um, if we get more ratings we pop up in in that search feature and you have more people to talk about the show we have more people listening in uh so we really appreciate if you just take like 30 seconds doesn't take any time at all just log on to itunes like you would where you subscribe and uh write us a rating we also really love to hear your feedback and love to hear from you people that are enjoying the show so um if you want it you can pause right now i mean we all know that the majority of us have a little bit more extra time on our hands right now. So if you want to pause right now, write a quick review, uh, that would be amazing. We'd really appreciate it. And number two, uh, we really, really want to thank all our patron supporters that have hung on during this time, are still supporting the show. I said last time that you really, if you're in a financial bind, uh, don't worry about supporting us right now. You know, take care of yourself, worry about yourself. But for those that have, that have hung on, uh, we really appreciate it. And we've been pumping out some extra content. I know uh, Kirk has been putting up a couple of videos. Brian put up a video. Um, I have submitted some DM notes from the first season, and I plan on continuing to do that from other arcs from the first season. Uh, anything to just give you a little bit more extra content um, to fill up your your time at home or, or you know, what have you. Um, and we also plan on doing, I'm really excited about this. I don't know if I'm allowed to announce this anyway, but I'm going to do it. Uh, we're going to be doing a um, best video games of all time fantasy draft and be holding a tournament. So each, all four of us have come up with a list of our favorite video games. And there's going to be 64 games that we're going to select from, uh, basically and, and put it in a bracket and, you know, we'll have some, some kind of voting system on discord and Twitter and Facebook and all those places. Uh, we're really excited about it. And that's going to go, the video of that draft is going to go on, uh, for patrons. So if you're considering joining on even a dollar a month, we'll get you that content. And then of course, if you donate $10 or more, you get access to, um, all the videos from each episode. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry to say, I, I hate that I said that and now I'm going to say this, but I'm sorry to say that, uh, you, you, because of user error, it was completely my fault. There is no video for this specific episode, but there will be, uh, going forward. And there have been for all of the eight previous void episodes plus the episode zero. So if you're a $10 or more patron, um, a master trainer patron, you get access to all those. Uh, if you're a dollar or five, you get access to plenty of other stuff. So if you're considering doing that, go into patreon.com slash Y M I a tavern. And last but not least, I want to give a special shout out to our patrons that donate $10 or more monthlies, master trainers that do get access to all that great stuff. Um, Andre K, Jello Crew, Tarkin Davis, Darth Nate, Nokamis, Holly Roxana, Rockin' R's Woodshop, Strive for Honor, Max Bender, Craig Spaulding, Joseph, Joseph Vidamos, Mark Albright, Anthony Cole, Caitlin Harvey, Lauren Rouse, James Wallingford, Garrett Johnson, Joey Balboa, Fumbles O'Brien, Spoopy Fondue, 8-Bit Wizard, Sam J.O. Melton, Jason Cumberland, Team Finch, Charles Hollow, Chris Nelson, Adam Hoffling, Mark Deacon, Matthew Watson, Raver E. Alice, Brandon Galbraith, Super Average Jason, Brendan Endicott, Grant Trickle, and Liquor Locker. Thank you guys so, so much. 
Okay, I think I've talked for long enough. Again, hope everybody is safe and well um, and enjoys their quarantine. We love you. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. You guys, you guys make it in pretty quickly. You you turn, uh, you kind of peel in. You you see the two big iron doors that are that are open that were open for the shift change. You see the timid prisoners that you haven't obviously you don't recognize because they're from the other shift. And then you see those two wooden doors with the viewing windows that June just pushed through. Uh, that you, obviously you're not familiar with, but that we just heard June push through uh, and tuck herself into the power plant. So. I'm assuming you your guy you guys are gonna go in or do you wanna do anything with the timid prisoners? It's it's on you. What are the timid the timid prisoners are guys who are not in on it, basically? Correct. They're like the day shift that were getting off work for the day that just kind of walked out into it and were like, I don't want to be a part of that. So they've kind of like tucked themselves back inside the power plant. Uh yeah, no, I don't know. Jimmy doesn't do anything. You're head on, you good you good boys and walks into the <laughs> walks into the power plant. Just hear what the fuck? <laughs> as I um, as I run by, I just toss my firearm to them. I know they can't use it, but, but they're getting in trouble. <laughs> so, they, can, they, they might be able to use it as a club. Who knows? It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the you you toss it to a, a very six foot nine, like a hundred and ten pound sized prisoner, and he grabs it and he is just infused with uh, with uh, confidence all of a sudden, and he <laughs> runs out and rears back and just throws the gun at one of the military, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last thing you see. <laughs> <laughs> he throws it and then you immediately see him like and he like scampers <laughs> scampers back towards where he was uh but you you push through the wood door and uh yeah you and jimmy kind of uh, one right after the other push through these doors and june you're well within eye shot of the door like no perception check needed you could call them over to you uh, to okay. regroup if you wanted to june is going to put her hands up and kind of step away from, is, is there anybody, she's going to look up, first of all, and see if there's anybody else in the room except for those two that just broke in. Uh, as of now, there's nobody that you can uh, that you can see. Okay, she's going to lift her hands up and start walking towards the Jimmy and Mortimer and kind of look around to see if there's cameras in the room. Uh, give me a perception check. Just look around, general, what's in the room as she's kind of walking forward. Uh, that's a 10. Okay. So I'll describe the room to all of you. You're all seeing this. And then I will work in the camera. Um, the ground level of the plant opens up in front of you, a bizarre heat making you feel uncomfortably warm. Equally dis- uh, Equidistantly placed throughout the ground level are 40 massive transformers. Uh, From the top of the Transformers, 12 cables, 6 inches in diameter each, are tracked, rise up, and are tracked along the ceiling where they enter conduits, follow the length of the room until they punch directly into the mountainside on the opposite side of where the door is. So the furthest point away from the room. Uh, On the wall across from you, so June, 
a, uh, mm-hmm. the, sh- the short side wall across from you. If you're standing at the door, the wall straight across. Gotcha. Um, you can make the make out the closed doors of a large freight elevator. Um, and from what you can make out with your uh, with your ten uh, with your ten perception, is that there is one camera that is eyeing down over the freight elevator. Okay. That's the only one you can see with a ten. It's because that's the camera that's kind of easily visible, lit up right above the elevator. Elevators are our arch nemesis. Um, <laughs> so she she sees the camera. J- June and- starts thinking about how we can <laughs> not use that elevator correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, why don't we just stand in this room for about an hour? Uh, no, she walks forward with her hands and she looks around, sees that there's no cameras pointing at where they are right now. And she she puts them down. Um, she was obviously kind of like, in case anybody was looking, you know, she's a prisoner, blah, blah, blah. But she sees no cameras. She walks forward. She says, what's going on out there? You guys make it in all right? Anybody see you? Jimmy says, well, obviously. I mean, is <laughs> <laughs> Did you run into any resistance? I, I, I uh, Jimmy ran into Asta for a second, but we made it in here just fine. The prisoners that came out just before me seem a little weird, leery. Of who I am. They don't recognize me, so this might not be as easy as I thought. Jimmy says, ah, we'll figure that out later. We're fine. I, uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, you see all these Transformers here? I, I think there's more to them than meets the eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for episode nine. Tune in next week. <laughs> we call that joke the Saffron Scramble. <laughs> Uh, she she just kind of shakes her head at Morty. Okay, Morty. Uh, she points out the camera by the freight elevator, and she says, I think that's the only way out of here. We should go there right away. We should not dilly-dally. And listen, if I'm still in prisoner stuff, worst comes to worst, you guys can say you took me captive and I caused some of the ruckus outside. Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy grabs her by the back of her collar, spins her around, and shoves her towards the elevator and points her gun at her. He points right, his gun she, at her. Easy, Jimmy. She says as she. <laughs> you know what this Sorry, reminds me of? This reminds me of the scene in the office where they're all like pointing guns at each other and they're like <laughs> yeah. going back and forth and they're all like, Whoa. <laughs> okay, yeah. so sure, uh, you're you're doing what now? June's got her hands up. You've got your gun to her back. Uh, yes. Morty yep. doesn't have a gun anymore. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> If he had the gun, <laughs> so you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, so you're pushing June towards the elevator. Um, yep. As you come up to the elevator, um, you know, just kind of glancing looks to the left throughout this huge facility where all these transformers are laid out. Um, you start noticing that there's these very tiny spheres that are just kind of floating in the air, doing about a ten foot glide back and forth. Um, and one of them zooms around and zooms back, and it looks like they have a very pitched vision, um, maybe some sort of camera or, or visual, visual device. Um, if you guys want to roll a knowledge check uh, to see if you can identify it further than a floating orb with a lens. Is that? Okay, so you say knowledge. But <laughs> knowledge, knowledge isn't a thing. I, I, so, uh, so is it there's intelligence which is just a straight ability and we also could do like uh investigation dex, if dex, dexterity of brain 
Uh, yeah, so history. I, I, I see. I like history. I like history because it would have like you would be able to recognize it based on something you've seen before, not right. something you'd be able to decipher. I okay, think. so we might have seen something like this before. Okay, so which, which is what? Yeah. So when I say knowledge, apologize to everybody at home. I mean like <laughs> recalling in your brain if you can identify it based on other things you've seen. Yeah. So like intelli- intelligence is the ability modifier we use for history investigation. Mortimer uh, got a 12. Nature, I think. So just so oh, yeah, for Jimmy future got a reference. Fucking four. Uh, plus two, so six. Jimmy got a I six. got a nine. Okay. Jimmy got yeah. a nine. They're sus as fuck, but you don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> are they like, they're tiny balls? They're like hand sized? Like I can hold one in my hand? Okay, so they're like Pokeball sized. And where? No. They're this big. Pokeball size is like a baseball. This is like larger oh, like than a, a swa. It's like, like a, a quaffle. It's a size for quaffle. <laughs> oh, okay. A quaffle? Right. <laughs> it's the ball in Harry Potter that you throw through the hoops. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Game makes no sense. Okay. The well, bl- Tins, I will say that'll resonate with most of the people listening to this. So <laughs> yeah. I, I feel comfortable with the reference. Well, we made enough <laughs> Harry Potter references in the last season. If they don't know what it, it is, they looked it up. So, but my, so, but so my Transformer tra- reference, just ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's an 80s right. cartoon. So, Nobody knows so what we're headed in. Is. We're headed into the elevator. No ideas what those things are june kind of looks back towards them and whispers that like do you guys have any idea what those things are what is that uh i don't think i've ever seen one of those before can we touch them we probably shouldn't touch them they just look like little floaty balls yeah like visually and they're floating yep hmm. and they're making a path of about 10 feet whoop, whoop. like that. no cut co- like what color are they? moving cameras uh, they're, they're just, it's like a, it looks like kind of like a black orb, uh, and okay. you can kind of just see a lens on it with different, a, a color, you know, blue, red, um, it's not lighting anything up, but the, the, there's different orbs with different colors on the lens. Okay. I, um, I think they might be here to watch us. Well, let's keep an eye out for more of those. Yeah. And June heads into the elevator. Jimmy follows. Okay, so uh, the freight elevator doors are closed. Uh, Fairly, fairly large again, kind of like those iron doors that kind of split, like, you know, uh, split along the, was that the X-axis? One of my Um, favorite axes. Up up and down is Y. (laughs) But but it's split along the X-axis, right? Oh, yes, yes, correct, correct. If you turn it on its side, then it's... So... Um, <laughs> oh wait, and, one second. Right before June suddenly has a bright idea, and she turns around towards the cameras and she takes out her watch and scans it with her watch. Scans what? The the little floaty orbs. Data In not found. <laughs> <laughs> okay, June has not a bright idea, just an idea. So they're not Pokemon. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's it's one of those large freight elevators. It's not a bad idea. I was waiting to see what would happen. Um, So the freight elevators that open in some axes to be determined later (laughs) with uh, a very similar looking keypad to the or uh, scanning pad located to the right of it. Uh, When I say similar, Jimmy, you recognize it immediately as a similar one to uh, what you encountered at Fort Cinnabar. 
Jimmy confidently swipes his Dusty Dugnut. Is that the guy's name? Yeah, you Dusty got it. Dusty Dugnut ID on the thing to see what will happen. <laughs> Little red light <laughs> clicks on. Bummer. Shit. <laughs> but do, do I, uh, he feels around his uh, uniform to see if he's got another badge or something that he can uh, can swipe. And he took everything from the guard that we attacked. Um, you you pull out a badge, uh, Donald McRonald. With the, with the, with the, <laughs> I swipe my Donald McRonald uh, ID. <laughs> Ping! The light turns green and the and the doors whip open. Hey, just like we drew it up, boys. <laughs> um, Donald McRonald. You guys get in the elevator. You see three buttons. So uh, G for ground level. L2 for uh, you know, level two, and then B for basement. Or what you assume. That's what they mean. You assume that's what they mean looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. It says L2, but there's like uh, somebody used like a label maker and put level two next to it. Ground. <laughs> and, and then B, it's a label maker basement. Well, and, we're, and we're wait, essentially what? the elevators in the mountain. We saw those big. Kind of conduits go into the rock face. Yeah, on the we were furthest headed... point of the room. Okay, sweet. So we, so I guess maybe ground, maybe basement would be like further into the depths of the mountain. Maybe we should go there. That was that was my instinct as well. Let's June give hits it a try. the G. Yeah, um, you hit the G, and it goes to light up for a minute, and it says, "Please scan badge." It's just an automated voice, and there's just another scanner there for uh, for a badge scanner. Okay, I scan my badge. Uh, scan your badge, and the light lights up. and goes access denied. Try Dang the dusty it. dug nut. I try the dusty dug nut. Uh, and suspect uh, so, that's not going to work. Access denied. <laughs> if it didn't get you in the elevator, probably isn't going to get you in the floor. Hey, who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not some elevator wizard. <laughs> uh, June is going to release. Well, can we go up? We, we could try it too. Yeah, let's go up and get in a. We'll, we'll uh, gently request an ID from somebody who can go downstairs. Can uh, I try to hotwire the elevator? <laughs> is that a possibility? Hell yeah, you can. In my, I opinion. feel like June would have some. You know, scrappy. She was, uh, you know, rough and tough part of town. I want to try to see if I could, you know, open up a panel and maybe uh, hotwire this thing, make it spark, let us let us in. Okay, so hold on. Let's rewind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck up the DM's plans a little bit. <laughs> Tens, what are you doing since you get the, you, were, you said you were doing something first? So let's start That's there. Fair. Well, I, I said, well, should we go up and take an ID from somebody to go down? Is that a question? You, or a you said that in know. character. Jimmy says that in okay. character. Okay. Well, June right. says, "Listen." June says, "Well, if access is denied, that means it's probably pretty important. It's probably a place they don't want everyone going into. If you couldn't get in with just a normal uh, guard badge, let me, let me, let me look at this for a second. And she starts to kind of open up a panel, maybe looking around. She's tinkering. She's tinkering. June, uh, let's let's go with. We'll do initially. Let's do an investigation check. We'll say you pop the panel off. Let's do an investigation on what's behind the panel. Got it. Okay. Plus zero. That's I'm confident in this. Fifteen. It's not bad. Um, Plus zero. 
you you see that there are different wires going to what accepts or what goes into the receptacle for the basement level than what goes into the level two level. Like there's Mm. noticeably different wiring to Mm -hmm. the keypad. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to uh, try to snip or rip out one of the wires to both and try to reroute the wire that goes to the basement. Maybe there's two similar colored wires going in different directions. Uh, we'll say the basement one has uh, red, purple, blue, and the level two one has red, white, blue. Okay, so using my knowledge of the underworld, basically, I want to try to kind of fix the wire so that maybe the one that would grant access to level two gets tied to the one that would deny access to the basement. Basically, I want to swap those two, basically making it so that the access denied would be level two, but the access granted would be the basement. I want to try to do something there. Okay. So what would I roll? Um, a lot of, uh, just a side note, a lot of, I've been like following the Pokemon 5e subreddit and Discord and stuff. A lot of people switched out Arcana for like technology since Arcana isn't really, there's not that much like magic mystical stuff. Sure. We'll do, we'll play it like that. That's fine. Okay. Uh, give me I a, get a plus zero. That doesn't help me at all, but <laughs> I just thought I'd, mention that uh 11 once you when you uh when you unfasten or you snip them we'll say you unfasten them like kind of like a, a wire in a wall you put it around the screw and you screw it in to kind of like mm-hmm. make sure it's tight mm-hmm. once you unfasten them um just the the panel starts smoking it begins to smoke jen's like uh this isn't this is this is not what i've seen before it- um Jamal or uh, June, God damn it, Jimmy and Morty, give me um, intelligence checks on uh, uh, watching June do this work. Give me intelligence checks. Monster six, even more monster four. God, you guys are more. Jay says, "Ah, it seems fine to me. Is it working?" To recap, it, di- <laughs> it didn't fucking work. You guys have no clue what's happening. Go from there. I don't, <laughs> I, June, fuck, June I don't said, know what to tell you. So uh, said, <laughs> back to, are there any hatches? How about hatches? <laughs> okay, so I, as, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of DM intervention here. And we're going to go, you. as a team, we're going to go through a logic exercise. I mean, I thought we would just go to L2 and... If June's plan was to switch the access from basement to level two, assuming that that would give you access to the basement, what does that tell you about level two? Proceed. We have access. We have access to it. Cool. Fucking try it. Push I put the panels on fire. You just said the panels on I fire. It started, like it I started. I started. Said it started smoking once the as wires came As soon as we couldn't off. go to the basement, that like that was clearly. June, thing, shove, June shoves the wire back on the screw, slams the panel, and hits L2. Thank Christ. <laughs> you guys go up to the second fucking floor. Okay. The only reason I did that is because I really didn't want a two-hour scenario of you guys fucking off 
and when all you need to do is to press a button. I told you elevators are arch nemesis. Good. Good. When you're like, yeah, I think I'm just going to like take the panel off. Awesome. I wanted to go in the basement. And for the record, your all's intelligence check was to do the logic exercise as a character and say, wait, if you're trying to swap them, we probably have access to level two. No, no, June knew that. That's why she wanted to grant access to the basement instead to get down there, but that didn't work because I rolled an 11. Okay. <laughs> Look, <laughs> if we had been stuck, my plan was just Mortimer's going to get naked again because that's just the e- I mean, every all these other planes suck. Might as well go with that one. So too. far, it has been a catalyst for success within the group. I, I can't deny that. So, okay. The doors crack open a level two. Upon coming out of the elevator, there's a dimly lit hallway. On the left, two-way mirrors for viewing that are pitched outward, looking over the large transformer room, allowing you to see where every worker's movements would have been, and perhaps where guards could have been stationed. On the right are viewing windows revealing revealing three control rooms and offices, with power plant employees sporadically filling chairs or laboring over screens to ensure that the plant was remaining at peak performance. The middle room reveals... I'm assuming... I'm just taking you guys down the hallway now. The middle room reveals a young man with headphones headphones on, hard at work, and the last room sitting empty. And at the far end of the hallway is one door that leads into what looks like all of the control rooms and offices. So the, the room that is empty, what's actually inside it besides no people? Um, one, one desk, uh, in kind of up to the window, uh, one desk in the far left corner. Um, and looking in, you see, um, a door that would lead from that room to the middle room where you saw the kid with headphones. Hmm. Okay. Well, June is obviously still kind of like hands up or hands behind her back. Um, I guess in front while Jimmy is pointing at the gun. Still still under our prisoner guard ruse. Um, give me a perception check, all of you, please. Uh, 11. 19. All right, Morty. Um, you do not see any cameras in this hallway, Morty, but you do notice, so it's elevator, the first room, which I really didn't give you much information about. So you kind of peek around as you guys are going down the hallway and that room has three, uh, more like lab coat type employees, just all of their backs are turned to the hallway because they're looking at kind of like a minority report level of screens with different graphs and bars and things. And they have their back to you all in swivel chairs kind of around this massive control center. Um, but there's there's a camera that's looking directly on the workers, but none in the hallway. Hmm. You get a, we'll say we'll say we're taking you down the whole hallway here. Yep. As you get to the next middle room, it's the same type of setup. One desk really close to the window and one in the back, uh, kind of facing the back wall. And the kid with headphones, uh, you can almost hear his music from where you guys are in the hallway. And he is just rocking out and just, you guys, he's got his three screens and he's just pounding away at work, just in, in the zone. Mm-hmm. And when you get to the last room, obviously the door to enter that last room is there. There are no doors to the other two. Um, same type of scenario with the two desks. 
door in the back right corner that would lead you to the middle room. Um, and that's where you guys are now. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> uh, hmm. I, uh, I think we should go and get in the empty room first. Um, and kind of claim that as our own. And then maybe we can use that door in there to access the room with the single kid if we need to. Um, Sounds like a plan, Morty. I think we should just get out of the hallway. Good idea. Yes. So we sneak in there and shut the door. Okay. I, I, I think the ruse is that we're interrogating one of the uh, instigators of the riot. I like that. It's a good plan. Can okay. we do Love a good ruse. Yeah, so we're we're in the room. Gene's gonna look around for anything important, many documents, anything that might tell us where we are, what anything about the power plant, just kind of shuffle around, see what's there. Um <clears throat> so the 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 uh, the desk in the back is very clean and crisp. There's not a lot on it, but you know, it, it has um a few personal effects maybe of some sort don't really give you a lot of information Four monitors there, but the desk to your right is just completely disheveled with papers. Um, you'd really have to start going through them to see if there's something relevant or there's something is not relevant in there. Um, so th that's kind of what you see initially on the, on the desks there. And there's obviously a chair for each desk as well. If you're trying to set up what, whatever you guys want to do, if you, if you need them, they're there. Does our does our watch have a camera function? Um, I will say it has a scanning function, but not necessarily like take a picture, transmit what you see. The scanning function seems to be to you based on your interaction with the floating orb is really only meant to identify okay. Pokemon. All right. Shit, we should have brought a camera with us. There's that technology um, in the world. So Jimmy, so June, you're kind of looking around the room. Jimmy and Morty, what are you guys doing? You guys are again like super, uh, super inconspicuous right now. Nobody really knows you guys are there. There wasn't any cameras in the hallway. You didn't raise any of the tension anywhere else. So you've you've got a, a second to breathe here. Yeah, I definitely want to shuffle through those papers. There's the room. There's the door we came in, and there is another door. Or no? Yes, in the back right corner. So if you're standing at the door you came in, in the back right corner of the room is a door that quite evidently leads you to the middle room where the kid is listening to music. Okay. And which, do we we know which way the kid is facing? He's facing back to the hallway. So he's facing towards the back So if wall. we open that door, he would see us, op is, somebody opening that door. If you open the door, he is the nearest thing to the door. But facing the door or facing but away facing the But facing the back door? wall. So the door, so he's facing... I'm facing my camera, right? That's the kid facing the wall with uh -huh. his three or four monitors, and then there's a door to his left. So the room is set up exactly like the one you're in. Desk in the back left, desk in the front right. The desk in the front right faces the hallway. Desk in the back left faces the wall. He's in that room's desk facing the in the back left facing the wall, closest to the door that's leading to that room. Should, should we? So he's pretty in the zone. He might not see us, but he's probably less likely to see us if we entered from the hallway and not that door. Well, what? What if we? What if we ghastly? So in? there we is a, the door so, and sent in ghastly. So <laughs> let me let me let me back up, June, to clarify a point here. The door you guys entered is the only door in that hallway. So to get to the middle room, you have to go, through, have to that go through that door. 
And to get to the oh, lab coat, guys, windows. I'm assuming there's probably a door in that room. Bang on, my friend. Same Perfect. spot. That's, that's yeah. where it's Okay. Up. I was thinking there were doors to all those rooms. That makes much more sense. Okay. First, June would like to look through all those papers on the desk, see if she sees anything interesting. Um, give me an investigation check. Okay. June calls over the other two. Help me look through this shit. Because I only have a plus zero. Jim, Jimmy goes over and takes a look. And rolls a six. Yeah. I also rolled a six. Mortimer, who uh, Mortimer who can't read, rolls, <laughs> rolls a 17. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you see some good picks. Hopefully there, there are picture so books Mortimer, on this Mortimer desk. Mortimer just shoves you all the way and is like, ah, and just knocking shit off the desk. But in his, like... In the turmoil he's causing on the on the on the desk, his uh, MP cargo pocket catches on one of the drawers, and he kind of like tries to yank his leg to unclip it, and the door like starts to bend but is locked. Hmm. That the drawer to his right G- that his pants got caught on is locked. Okay, Jin looks around, makes sure the door's closed. No one's looking in this room, and she releases Machop. And she comes out and she says, all right, Randy, do your work. Give this uh, give this door a chop. And he's going to try to karate chop the door unlocked. <laughs> I actually, I don't know if I have that move yet. Hang on. <laughs> I thought I did. What do you have, a low kick? I have a low kick. I just kidding. Machop kind of looks at her and like shrugs his shoulders like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she says, well, can you kick it? And he smiles and rears back for a low kick. And he rolls a plus two, 16. <laughs> 16, the, he kind of crushes the side of the, of the drawer and it just doesn't seem to do much for a moment. And then it just kind of sinks open and just starts drooping out of its slot as all the, the tracks and hinges it was on are just destroyed from, uh, from this low kick by Machop. Uh, by Randy, man, Randy Machop. Yeah. And as the, um, uh, as, as this like drawer rolls out, you notice within it a very pristine and unlike the rest, rest of the desk, very kempt and tidy and proper drawer inside of it is a, a, a red bound journal. Hell yeah, Randy. Nice work. And Randy looks like extremely proud of himself, kind of puffs out his chest a little bit. And she says, now listen, I'm sorry, you got to go back in the ball. We're kind of in an infiltration secret mission. Uh, I'll take you out later. You did a, you did a hell of a job. You're going to kill and, him uh, later? She, she, I'll, take you, I'll <laughs> take you out later. And she kind of rubs the little, I don't know, muscly things on his head and returns them to the ball and uh, snatches up that journal. Okay. Um, you, you have the journal. We'll, are you, I'm assuming you're going to thumb through it. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. Um, Little, a little bit of uh, uh, exercising the DM's rights here. I'm going to take you to some... We'll say you're thumbing through it and you're just reading the passage as your thumb stops on a random page as you're progressing from the front of the journal to the back. Mm-hmm. For the first entry you come upon. Pretty hit me with some sick, sick music here. <laughs> <laughs> ominous as hell. It's hella <laughs> ominous. The hydropower units are no longer keeping up with our expansion as we reach every coast and corner of Kanto. I'm not sure how we plan to maintain this enormous grid with the facilities as they currently exist. You flip forward a couple more pages. 
The government has sent Avarice Industries Energy Chair here, and he is touring the facility today. No one truly understands why Avarice is involved. Project Power Surge seems to be a success in its current testing phase. Maybe with Avarice Industries here, we can, re we can request more money to expand research and development. Flip forward a few more pages. We are officially able to sustain Kanto's power usage. Cerulean Hydro stands tall as the only utility for all of Kanto. I have a concern, however, that we planned for the now and not the future. Kanto continues to develop at an increasing rate. Some of my co-workers have raised these concerns and have been brushed aside. The ones inquiring about the ethical standard of what we are doing have been terminated. For now, I'll keep my head down. And you flip to the last entry of the journal. The electromagnetic radar will be an enormous boom, already having a big impact in a short amount of time. Where we had Pokemon passing away left and right due to exhaustion, we will have a sturdy and steady growing power source. Not only will this levelize the load over more Pokemon, we will operate at a much higher capacity. With the success of the EMR, the potential growth in the other regions will be too easy. As you read that final uh, passage... Um, a thin, a tall, thin woman wearing a lab coat over a lavender button-up shirt and gray slacks, her black hair pulled into a messy bun with round glasses engulfing most of her face, bursts through the door. She's looking at a chart in her hands. She peels the corner quickly and notices the three of you. Hey, what are you doing here? MPs are what are you doing here? MPs <laughs> aren't supposed to be on the second level and neither are prisoners. And give me a perception check. Shit. Ugh, eight. Nine. Natural 20. Yes! More so <laughs> coming in clutch. As she says, you're not supposed to be, uh, you guys aren't supposed to be here, prisoners either. She snaps back the side of her lab coat and she grabs a Pokeball. And as, as she's about to crack it open, Mortimer, you notice that the Pokeball is a very familiar black and has a very familiar purple V stamped on the side of it. Go, Carl! <laughs> the, woman the woman releases uh, an escavalier. Oh, which... oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So let me... The paladin. <laughs> okay. June whips out a Pokeball and says, Just kidding, Randy, let's go! So, Morty, since you see all this, you're the, your watch is the one that tings on. Escavalier. Spell or it. <laughs> e S Cavalier. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if it might like E S K or standard, whatever. Like. Standard spelling. Standard spelling. Also, somebody appreciates the fact that I ask for spellings every time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know True. who it was, but I know somebody posted it. Shout, hey, shout out. I need to I need to be more cognizant of that. So your watch ticks on. Escavalier. Wearing the shell covering they stole from Shelmet, they defend themselves. Uh, and attack with two lances. <laughs> I don't know if you ever knew this, but a Pokédex can stutter, as I just did in the middle of that reading. <laughs> it did it in a previous episode, too. Um, as soon as she hears your watch go off, she, oh, uh, she immediately like uh, throws her hands up, and she goes, okay, hold on, hold on. And she, she rolls up her sleeve and shows you her Team Void tattoo, which is in the crook of her elbow. Hell yeah. Carl, or 
God damn Carl. it. <laughs> God damn it. God, you fucking got me. She's uh, the mole. Uh, Mortimer sits down and immediately starts taking off his shoe. So he can also <laughs> show her his Team Void tattoo. June, June rushes to the door and slams it shut again. And she says, wait, 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 you're Void? And she 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 looks around and, and she goes, uh, yeah, I... Uh, I'm the one that's infiltrated the power source. I heard you guys were coming. Okay, no, 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 no. Stop right there. Wait a second. That ball you have in your hand, we weren't able to open ours. How can you use that one? And she looks at it, and she kind of rolls around her hands, and she shows it to you. It's like the mole. It's a void void ball. Oh, I was thinking it was black and red. It was was black with a purple V. It was black with (laughs) a purple V. Did that's we what Morty, that uh, Morty noticed, oh, Morty and that's did. why his yeah. watch fired off. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Morty did, you two did not. June says, oh, well, I rolled really low on my perception roll, so I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was a bad guy's ball. My apologies. Uh, who are you? Um, she, she looks around. Jill with a K. Oh, God. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Is that with the, how do you have a K and J, J- I? It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's it's silly, kind of like a big nail. Yeah, have you ever heard that last name? It makes no sense, but we deal yeah, with it anyways. Yeah. Total bullshit, I know, right? Uh, I was, I'm the under, undercover operative, um, and I infiltrated the inner circle of the energy branch of Avarice Industries, and I had to work really hard to get on the on the team for the for the big power transfer uh, to try and get as much information as I can without blowing my cover. That's what I'm doing here. Um, I, I assume you guys were kind of the other infiltration or the other reconnaissance team that came with Void. Otherwise, why are you guys here? We're investigating a power source. Yeah, and J- J- June, I was going to say Jill, June waves the, the journal and she says, we just came across this. It talked about Avarice Industries coming in and taking over and I don't, there's... Pokemon were being used to to create the power, and they stole the electromagnetic nadar- radar. It's all connected. Uh, it, there was unethical treatment of Pokemon going on. They, I don't know how much they have, but they've been able to power all of Kanto. Kanto. And uh, Jill looks like it. Yeah, pretty fucked up, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> What are we going to do about it? <laughs> we, uh, we caught the murmurings of the Pokemon about three months ago, and we've been trying to figure out what the ultimate plan is and the best way to cripple this portion of the operation while not simultaneously eliminating power to all the innocent civilians of Kanto. Um, once I caught wind of the power source, that massive power source was coming here, I petitioned to be put on the implementation team. I don't even know what it is. But I'm uh, I'm here under the guise that I'm gonna help them put it into place. Um, I it, it's gonna be loaded through the through the mountain in the back entrance of the basement. I can't let you guys use my badge to get down there because then it'll link you your appearance with my badge reading, and that'll blow my cover. Who else Science. has a badge? Who else has a badge? She thinks for a second and she goes, um, that. Is the is the kid in the office next door? I was. Yeah. Uh, that's Reggie. He's a pushover. He has access to it. He's some sort of tech phenom. They pay him a lot of money, and all he does is listen to music the whole day and crunch numbers. No way he's going to be looking for any sort of uh, any sort of static. Probably 
that's that's where I would go. I don't go to the third room over. Middle room, if Reggie's in there listening to his music, should be a pushover. He has the same badge access I do. Should be able to get you to the, the basement floor. So, Jill, say you were to have forgotten your badge at home and were to maybe need a replacement real quick just to get down there for something to come right back. Do you think you could go snatch that for us? I think he trusts you a lot more than, you know, it'd probably be a lot harder for us to just go in there and wallop him around a bit. Uh, so the way the badges work, I wouldn't have been able to scan in the elevator, scan through the back dock. I wouldn't have been able to get in here if I didn't have my own badge. So it, it doesn't, he, the first question he was asked me is how I got to the second floor. If I didn't have my badge. Hmm. That's a good point. Scratch that idea. I Bad um, idea. I so we're going to have to kill him. I think we should run <laughs> back. Her eyes wide like, <laughs> easy, easy, Jimmy. Calm down. Calm oh, down, Jimmy. Shit, buddy. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. But we might, we could knock him out. Could you distract him? Use your feminine wiles. You've both got feminine wiles. J- June. Oh, June. <laughs> flashes a very quick and very angry look at Jimmy. Very stern. <laughs> she she okay. looks at all three of you and she she's like her look is almost like how did you make it this far with these kinds of ideas <laughs> and she just looks and goes i promise you reggie's a pushover just get his badge and we, at least that allow me to place the blame somewhere else i don't even have to be involved i don't right, want- let's go knock him out with our pokemon <laughs> so machop is out again because she released machop and she says all right jimmy let's go she <laughs> she sees all of this like uh, just count to a hundred <laughs> let me at least get to the basement some amount of time before you so they can't link <laughs> us together jesus don't make too much noise i don't and she rolls her eyes she goes to the desk in the back which seems to kind of appear to be her desk she pops open the bottom left drawer and grabs uh, what looks to you all uh, you recognize as a potion like you've seen in the in the shop uh, that uh, Gertrude and her Meowth were, were selling. She tosses it in the air and snatches it, shoves it in her lab coat. And she goes, just in case shit goes down. And she kind of like gives you like the don't let shit go down and walks out the door. Jill, uh, <laughs> uh, before you leave the room. Um, pa- who's, pauses and who's, leans back in. Yeah, Who's desk is this that we just um <laughs> uh you know sn- broke basically terry ang researcher here is he over in is he a guy that you work with over in the other room is he over in the other room uh terry's a girl and i haven't seen her today i don't i don't know where she's <laughs> perfect <laughs> that that is exactly what i needed also i i love your name jill jill with a k very nice uh carl is even better Jeez, uh, appreciate you, old man. Good luck, boys. And kind of gives you the gives the, the gives you the cap. Walks out two steps, rears back ends, and gal, and then <laughs> and then heads back toward, heads back towards the elevator. Um, uh, so there is the Pokemon route, uh, Jimmy and June. However, Jimmy, what if you walked in there right with your gun and you stuck your gun <laughs> in his face? And said that you needed to um, have a chat with him because yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that might be a uh, better option than, um, you know. You could say that the prisoners Jimmy, broke Jimmy's in. Like, All right, I'll take care of this. I'll take care of this. He walks in. He's got his gun up against his uh, whatever, his shoulder, you know, holding it. And uh, he walks in. What does he do? <laughs> <laughs> he walks in with the gun, points it at the kid and goes, what are you doing in here? <laughs> He's just pounding away, head bopping like. Mm, 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 mm. His loud is very clearly. His music is very loud and clearly audible to you. He doesn't hear you at all. Just mm, 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 mm. is he on a spinny chair? Yes. Oh god! I, I reach out no. with my other hand and spin him around to face me. Mm, mm, mm. He rears back, and <laughs> drops his headphones. Uh, what's up, dude? Uh, <laughs> Jimmy's like Dusty Doug Nut, uh, military police. There's been an emergency, and we need to get into the basement ASAP. Give me your give me your ID. This is an emergency. I'm commandeering your ID. He goes, hold on a second, bud, and he like No clacks. questions asked right now. <laughs> he this is an emergency. A class one emergency. Okay, give me uh give I'm me the a- one give I'm the one asking <laughs> the questions here. And the question is, are you gonna give me your ID or are you gonna die? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> give me a de- deception check. Oh, here comes a four. Um, 18 okay <laughs> so the kid was like hold on dude give me a second and he pounds away the 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 computer and he pops up dusty dug nuts like personnel information he goes oh man must be pretty important if a helicopter pilot's up here and he unclips his badge he goes here you go man like just calm it down dude calm it down dude and he just flips his headphones on and just keeps going back to work. Uh, Jimmy's just kind of got the badger's hand. He's like, okay. Heads back out the door. Reggie's my new favorite character. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I haven't given him a name. So, uh, Tins, you saw his name plate in there. What's this kid's name? Uh, what is his name indeed? His name is... Uh, Reggie? Fuck, I don't know. Wayne. <laughs> All right, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Fook, I do know me. So Fook, I don't know me. Yes, that is his name. Fook, Wait, who I was Reggie? Me. No, it's is not there a that's Reggie. A, that, that's his middle name. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fook, obviously. Reggie, I don't know me. Uh, Fook, Reggie, I do know me. <laughs> Oh, no, it's even better. Reggie's his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> making Didn't that cannon, go by making that cannon in the sheet. <laughs> you see the nameplate. You Jill told you his name was Reggie. You have a, you have open season to to ask if that's why that is. Spin around. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy spins him back around and he says he rips his headphones off. He says, "I thought you said your name was Reggie." <laughs> No, he didn't. Yes. Or no, I, th- I thought your name was Reggie. <laughs> uh, give me an intimidation check. Uh, that is a, let's see, what's my intimidation? Plus two, 22. <laughs> he pisses himself. <laughs> He's like, whoa, 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 man. It was the, 
It's just a nickname. It's it was the auto-populated gamer tag when I made my first video game account. Settle down, dude. Settle down. Plus, Fook, fuck, kind of not a good look, man. Reggie, cool, chill. And he spins back around in his chair, music's back on, clacks away. Fook, Reggie, I do know me. Okay. Canon. Canon. Okay. Love it. Jimmy, Jimmy strolls back out. He's like, got the ID. Let's go. <laughs> that was that, quick. That was, some, that was some excellent work there, Jimmy. Very, very nicely done. All right, back at it. She, June steps back in front to assume her prisoner position. She stashes uh, the journal in her clothes, by the way. She's going to keep that for uh, Geneva. Okay. Geneva. Cool. Actually, before we leave the room, June's going to call Geneva. Bloop, 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 bloop. That's not it. Beep, beep, boo, doo, beep, boop, okay, there I, we I, go. I, I thought about <laughs> where it go. was from, and it was from Kim Possible. It's like, boop, boop, bloop, bloop. No, Power Rangers. No, the one Joe's doing one is from Kim Possible. Is, oh, okay. Kim Possible. The one the rest of I us never, are doing is from I Power Rangers. I never wanted... Never mind. I'm not even going to get into bloop, it. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Hey, up. Geneva here. All right, we broke into the power plant. A lot of information. We met your... Uh, we met uh, Jill. Met Jill with... Okay, she... Well, I don't know if that's her real name, but that that's what she told us it was. She's she's infiltrating. She She's with Void. You, you told us... You told us about her. We met up with her. Uh, she told us all sorts of stuff. We also found a journal. Avarice is involved with this energy plan. I know there was some question about that earlier. They are definitely, definitely involved. They were using Pokemon to run the plant to power the enough electricity to run all of Kanto until they captured and got the electromagnetic magnetic radar, which they say now is going to have immense power even more so uh, before than before. She That's is, where we're at. You just hear pen on paper scratching. Go, oh, June, June, great job. Um, try and find out what the power source is. Uh, if you can, hold on to the journal. And at all costs, do not uh, do not give away Jill as uh, a void operative. Uh, keep up the good work. Call me when you guys are ready uh, on the watch, when you're ready for extraction, assuming that's not now. Um, no. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we're, keep We're going it. into the... We're going into the belly of the beast. I just thought we might give you some information just in case, you know, we could capture or, or killed or what have you. That, <laughs> uh, great, great Worst update. Case scenario. <laughs> great, great update. You guys seem to be treading in some dangerous waters now. Do not hesitate to call me to get you out of there. If things go sideways, preferably beforehand, um, call me any, call me if you need anything, get back to it. And she kind of cuts out. Okay. Uh, June returns, Randy. And uh, heads out the door. Prisoner. The door to the elevator. Yes. Back yeah. to the <laughs> elevator. <laughs> so back out cool. the door, down uh, the hall. So uh, what, do we, what do we do about this elevator here? I think we... I bust open a <laughs> panel. <laughs> I, I want to try this again. <laughs> uh, JK, JK. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy <laughs> does the little thing in the jig. Um, uh, access granted, and the, the elevator starts to rumble, dings past the ground floor, uh, settles on basement, uh, uh, on the basement level, and as the doors creep open, a heat just smashes through all of you. Um, again, just that similar unnatural heat, and as the doors open up, 
The sight in front of you is something that the journal entries could not have prepared you for. Thank you.